Thomas and Friends Based on the Railway Series by Reverend W. Audrey Created by Britt Allcroft Read by Mark Moran This is the story about Thomas the Tank Engine A cheeky little blue steam engine With six small wheels A short stumpy funnel A short stumpy boiler And a short stumpy dome he is the number one engine on Sir Topham Hatt's railway and has a whistle that sounds like this. So now you've met the hero of our story, let's begin our journey. All aboard for a big adventure. Big World, Big Adventures It was a sunny day on the island of Sodor and a very busy one on Sir Topham Hatt's railway. Thomas the tank engine was chuffing along his branch line, pulling his two faithful coaches, Annie and Clarabelle, when he heard the sound of a strange car horn. It was a small yellow racing car hurrying along the road beside the tracks. Are you a racing car? Thomas asked curiously. That's right, mate. I certainly am, replied the little yellow racing car. Thomas's face lit up. Want to race? he asked. What, a little racing car like me against a big tank engine like you? The racing car teased. Ha! <laughs> All right, mate. Ready, set, go! The car revved his engine and zoomed away in a flash. Thomas was amazed. Wow! Did you see that? Further up the line, the little racing car arrived at Farquhar Station spinning triumphantly around the parking lot. Cinders and ashes, said Thomas, as he wished to a stop in the station. That was amazing! You can spin around in a complete circle. I wish I could do that. You mean a 360, mate? What's stopping you? replied the car. These rails! The only time I get to spin around is when I'm on the turntable. And that's not very fast. Who are you and what are you doing here? Thomas had so many questions to ask. The little yellow racing car told Thomas his name was Ace. He was on a race around the world, travelling through five different continents. He was on Sodor to catch a ship to the first race. Thomas was so excited, he thought his boiler was going to burst. I've always wanted to see the world, he exclaimed. Then why don't you? Ace asked. They do have rails in other countries, you know. You could be the first railway engine to go all the way around the world. That's probably never been done before. This idea made Thomas happier than ever. Just imagine what Sir Topham Hatt would say if Thomas became the first engine to go all the way around the world. Any road, I need to carry on with my speed trials, Ace cried as he spun around once more, kicking up dust before hurrying away. Woohoo! Thomas peeped his whistle in excitement. So do I, he exclaimed and raced out of the station. When Thomas pulled into Knapford Station, he saw Sir Topham Hatt on the platform. Sir, sir, I've had an idea! Sir Topham Hatt looked intrigued as Thomas continued. How would you like it, sir, if one of your engines could be the first railway engine to go right round the world? Sir Topham Hatt paused for thought. Round the world. 
I've never heard of a railway engine going around the world, he pondered. It would be a marvellous thing if it could be done, Thomas. But the world's not all one big railway, you know. There are oceans to cross as well as deserts. And jungles and mountains. But it would be a marvellous thing, wouldn't it, sir? Thomas exclaimed. Just then, Sir Topham Hatt's telephone started to ring from his office. Yes, Thomas, it would. Distracted by his telephone ringing, Sir Topham Hatt started to make his way back to his office. If you can figure out a way of actually doing it, he called back to Thomas. Thomas's eyes lit up. Was this the opportunity to see the world that he'd been waiting for? Uh, yes, sir, I can! Later that day, everyone was looking for Thomas. But no one had seen him or knew where he was. Sir Topham Hatt was getting worried. Has anybody seen Thomas? he asked. Just then, Emily came racing into the station. Sir, sir! I found out what happened to Thomas. Sir Topham Hatt rushed out of his office. All right, Emily, calm down and tell me slowly. Emily took a breath and then broke the news. Thomas went down to the dock, sir, and, and Carly loaded him onto a ship. Sir Topham Hatt was shocked. She did what? But that means he could be anywhere in the world. Oh, Thomas, where could you be? At that very moment, somewhere far away from the island of Sodor, Thomas was being lifted off a large ship. He and Ace had travelled all the way to Africa. Wow, Ace, I love it! The people, the sounds, the smells, everything! Thomas gushed with excitement. His eyes darted from one new sight to the next. Ace, I'm so glad you invited me to come with you. But Ace was already hurrying off to the first race. So keeping his whistle, Thomas happily followed his new friend. Thomas and Ace continued their journey through the outskirts of Dakar. Africa is continent number one, announced Ace. This first race is across the Sahara. Just miles and miles of hot, sandy desert. I hope they have lots of water towers, Thomas wondered. Ace laughed. That's only the start of it. The race will continue on to Dar es Salaam on the other side of Africa. And then we catch a ship to Rio for the next race. When Thomas and his new friend arrived at the first race, there were lots of other cars revving their engines and honking their horns. An announcement was made. All cars to the start line! Ace revved his engine too and made his way to join the other racing cars at the starting line. Ace, wait for me! I'm coming with you! Thomas called. How can you come with me across the Sahara, Thomas, when there aren't any tracks? Thomas looked upset. But Ace, you told me there would be tracks. I told you about the five races and you told me you wanted to see the world. So go see it! But before Thomas could answer, the race started and the cars all took off. Poor Thomas was suddenly on his own. Wait for me in Dar es Salaam, he sighed. Suddenly, Thomas was coupled to a line of goods cars. We've been waiting for you. 
We were hoping someone could take us to Dara Salaam, said one of the cars. Thomas was happily surprised. Well, if you can show me the way to Dara Salaam, I can get you there. Thomas blew his whistle and headed out of the yard. But at each station along the way, more cars were added to the back of Thomas's train. Soon, Thomas was coupled to a very long and heavy goods train. And he didn't look happy about it. <laughs> Your face! <laughs> Thomas looked up to see a small tank engine on the track next to him. She was bright orange with beautifully painted decorations on her side. Luckily, I like to be helpful wherever I can. So that means I can help you, said the small tank engine. Two engines are much better than one, you know. Should I call you Mr. Blue Tank Engine, or do you have a name? My name is Nia. Well, I'm called Thomas, and I can pull this train by myself. Goodbye, Nia. Thomas tried to hurry away on his own. But Nia buffered up to the back of the train. If you want to go faster, you should still let me help you. After all, it's a long way to Dar es Salaam. 5,000 miles, said Nia. Thomas was shocked. 5,000 miles? Nia laughed. Hey, hey, the cars can help you, you know. Oh, of course they can. Cars love to be helpful. Just like you do, grumbled Thomas. So Nia asked the cars to sing a song to help pass the time on their long journey. As the two engines worked together to pull the long train across Africa, they saw lots of amazing sights and wild animals. Eventually, Thomas and Nia arrived at the very busy port of Dar es Salaam. Okay, everybody. Now you need to keep your eyes open for my friend Ace, Thomas called out excitedly. Ace? Who's Ace? asked Nia. Ace and I came to Africa together, Nia. We're going to go all the way around the world, boasted Thomas. Together? I thought you wanted to do everything by yourself. I thought you didn't need any help, Nia questioned. Well, Ace isn't helping me. It's just that he's racing on five different continents. He must have gone ahead without me, Thomas sighed. Hmm, he doesn't sound like a very good friend, Nia pointed out. What do you mean? Ace is a great friend, Thomas said defensively. I was probably just too slow getting here with all those cars to pull. So what are you going to do now, Thomas? Can I help? No, Nia, no, you can't. You might as well go home now, okay? I'll just find a ship and, and go to Rio by myself. Eventually, Thomas found the next ship to Rio and was lowered onto the deck. He was still upset that Ace had gone without him. But just as he was being secured, Nia appeared. Hey, hey, Thomas! Cheer up! I'm coming with you! Thomas looked up, a little confused. But Ace said I was going to be the first railway engine to go all the way around the world. Then I can be the second, said Nia cheerfully. Besides, why isn't Ace here, eh? Why isn't he helping you? Because I don't need any help. Everybody needs help, Thomas. But before Thomas could respond, the ship's horn gave a loud blast. With a whir of its huge motors, the ship started to pull away from the docks headed for Rio in Brazil. It wasn't long before Nia was sound asleep as the steamship glided through the ocean. But Thomas was too excited to sleep. Just then, 
the breeze lifted a tarpaulin sheet to reveal a little yellow car. Thomas couldn't believe it. It was Ace. Good day, mate. Glad you could make it, said the little racing car. Glad I could make it? I didn't know where you'd gone. Why didn't you wait for me? You didn't need me to wait for you, said Ace casually. I knew you'd figure it out. By yourself. Thomas smiled. See you in port, Thomas. I should get a little shut-eye before the next race. Thomas closed his eyes and drifted off to sleep, happy to be reunited with his friend Ace. The next morning, Thomas and Nia woke to the sounds of Brazilian carnival music. Oh, listen to that music. We're in Rio de Janeiro, Thomas. Brazil, South America, said Nia excitedly, as the two engines were lowered down onto the docks next to Ace. Continent number two, Thomas. South America, Olay. The next race is a cross-country rally, which goes through the Amazon, the rainforest. A train forest? Does that mean there are tracks there? Thomas asked. Of course. There are bound to be tracks, said Ace. Thomas's eyes lit up. So that means I can come with you. Ace laughed. Time to get fueled up for the race, Thomas. Thomas blew his whistle with excitement and hurried after Ace. Nia followed close behind. Just then, a railway worker stepped in front of Thomas and Nia, waving a red flag. OK, OK, where are you going, my friend? We're going through the Amazon, replied Thomas. The Amazon? With what cargo? Thomas looked puzzled. Why did he need cargo to go through the Amazon rainforest? The railway worker explained. If they wanted free coal and water, they would have to take a goods train through the Amazon to San Francisco. Thomas and Nia were coupled up to the goods train. Thomas looked around to see if Ace was still there. We need to hurry, Nia, if we're going to catch up with Ace. As the two engines pulled the long goods train through the Amazon rainforest, they saw colourful birds and other exotic animals high in the canopy of trees that hung over the railway tracks. Suddenly, Thomas heard the sound of racing cars. Ace! Thomas exclaimed as Ace and the other racing cars zoomed into view. They sped around corners, kicking up the dust from the dirt road. Thomas tried to catch up, but as quickly as the race cars arrived, they were gone. Faster, Nia, come on, we need to keep up, Thomas said as they continued through the jungle. But just as they turned a corner, they were shocked to see the yellow shape of Ace lying on his back. Ace, what happened? Thomas asked. Ace smiled. Ah, nothing to worry about, mate. Just a little accident. One of the hazards of racing, you know. <laughs> I'll make up for the lost time on the next race. But what are you going to do now? What I always do, Thomas. Wait until help arrives. Just then, Ace heard a rustle in the bushes and looked nervous. Did you hear something, Thomas? Nia and Thomas listened carefully. But all they could hear were lots of distant sounds in the jungle. But Ace was clearly spooked by something. I heard something moving in the bushes. Actually, help has arrived, hasn't it, mate? Has it? I don't see anybody, Thomas said, puzzled. I think he means us, Thomas, Nia chuckled. I think Ace wants us to help him. He's frightened. No, I'm not, Ace frowned. Suddenly, Ace hears another sound and panics. 
And and there's a wild animal coming. I don't like wild animals. <laughs> Just then, a very cute little orange monkey came out of the bushes. <laughs> Thomas and Nia smiled. It's only a little monkey, Thomas said. But Ace didn't think it was funny at all. Help, Thomas! Load me up! Put me on the car! I need to get out of here! He pleaded as the monkey gently played with one of his wheels. <laughs> Soon, Thomas and Nia were once again travelling through the rainforest, with Ace riding as a passenger on one of the goods cars. They headed north up into Central America, through Mexico and onwards into the United States of America. OK, guys, you really need to take me straight to the Utah Salt Flats. That's where the next race is. North America, continent number three, announced Ace. Nia didn't agree. But we're meant to be being useful, Ace. People are waiting for this goods train in San Francisco. The Salt Flats are not on our way. Thomas didn't want his friends to argue. Delivering Ace would be really useful too, Nia. Only for Ace, Nia grumbled. And it's also important to keep your promises, Thomas. Ace was determined to win the argument and get Thomas on his side. Well, I'll tell you something that's even more important than being useful or keeping promises, said Ace. Having fun! And racing is fun, isn't that right, Thomas? I know how to have fun too, you know, said Nia a little hurt. Ace sighed. But then he had an idea. Hey, I know! You and Thomas should have a race! Why not split the train in two and each pull your own half of it? Nia was shocked. But we're all going to San Francisco together. Of course we are. But we'd get there quicker if you were racing, Nia. The goods train would definitely get delivered on time. Unless you're worried that you can't keep up with Thomas. Nia frowned. Of course I can, she replied. Thomas smiled, eager for the challenge. The race was on. So the train was split in two. Nia on one track and Thomas and Ace together on the track next to her. Ace began the countdown to start the race. On your marks, get set, go! Thomas and Nia peeped their whistles as they both pulled away at speed. They both laughed, having great fun, as they hurried along the line, racing side by side. Just then, Nia started to race ahead, putting on more speed. Thomas tried to keep up. Not too fast, pace yourself, Thomas. Let her get ahead a bit, Ace whispered. Why? It's a race, Thomas replied, puzzled. Because we're gonna play a little trick on Nia. Thomas didn't understand what Ace meant. What kind of trick? A joke, Thomas. Come on, don't be a baby. It'll be funny and fun, you'll see. Ace spotted another track up ahead and called out to Thomas. Turn off here! Thomas could see near up ahead, but as he turned off onto the other track, he lost sight of her. Thomas still didn't know what was going on. Where are we going, Ace? The Salt Flats, Ace replied triumphantly. The Salt Flats! Thomas was taken by surprise as he raced down a steep track, plunging into a canyon. Ace whooped with excitement, enjoying the thrill and the speed. 
they raced on as the railway track curved sharply, throwing Thomas out of control. Woo-hoo-hoo! cried Ace. As they hurtled round the bend, Thomas suddenly looked alarmed. Coming down the opposite track towards him was another engine. An old western-style mining engine with a wide funnel, a large cowcatcher and a great big bushy grey moustache. Thomas was going far too fast to stop. He peeped his whistle. The other engine looked up to see Thomas and Ace racing towards him and rushed forward into a siding. Thomas continued to sweep down and around the canyon into the tunnel of an old mine and then crashed out of the other side. Thomas and Ace landed with a bump on the canyon floor. The goods train cars crashed around them as they came to a stop. Wow, Thomas! What a ride! Woohoo! laughed Ace. But Thomas wasn't happy. Not only had they crashed, but he'd lost his friend Nia. We should have stayed with Nia. It wasn't nice to play a trick on her. Just then, the old mining engine came slowly down the track and pulled up alongside Thomas, who was still lying on his side in the sand. Well, would you look at you? No wonder you're lying in the dust, cowboy. This is not the Wild West anymore. There's a speed limit for a reason, he said through his big bushy moustache. Yes, I know. We were going too fast. But somebody needs to fetch the breakdown crane, said Thomas. Breakdown crane? Breakdown crane? The old mining engine chuckled. You sure do talk funny. We don't get many breakdown cranes around here. But what happens when a train comes off the rails? Asked Thomas, confused. If there's enough folk to do it, we use people power to lift them back onto the rails. People power? Thomas queried. Sure. People power, horsepower, whatever. Just as long as we can find the people or the horses. The old mining engine chuffed slowly away chuckling to himself, leaving Thomas and Ace stranded. Wait! Come back! Thomas cried. That night, Thomas laid helpless under the Arizona night sky. All he could do was worry about Nia. He wanted to find her and say sorry for leaving her. But how could he when he was stuck in the middle of the desert? The next morning, Thomas and Ace were woken by something moving nearby. Ace looked worried. Thomas, do they have wild animals here? Suddenly, a rope lassoed around Thomas's funnel. And another rope lassoed Ace's wheel. Ace gulped in fear as a shadow fell over him. But then Thomas heard the sound of horse hooves. Howdy! Thomas looked up to see cowboys and cowgirls on horses. <laughs> it's horsepower, Ace! And people power! Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Help has arrived! The cowboys and cowgirls helped to get Thomas and his goods train back on the tracks. Then they used a wooden beam as a ramp and pushed Ace back on top of the train. The old mining engine smiled as he watched Thomas and Ace go on their way. Thanks for all your help, said Thomas. Thomas and Ace soon arrived at the salt flats. 
a vast expanse of flat white salt, which stretched far into the distance. Racing cars that looked like rockets zoomed along the hard flat surface. Welcome to the salt flats, Thomas, the home of speed. I'm not supposed to be in the salt flats, Ace. I'm worried about Nia. We must have hurt her feelings, racing off and leaving her behind like that. Yeah, well, remind me never to do you any favours again, Thomas. I thought you wanted to be the first railway engine to go all the way around the world. That doesn't matter now. I've got to find Nia and say sorry, said Thomas. And with that, Ace raced over to his racing friends. Thomas left the salt flats and headed towards San Francisco to look for Nia. Welcome to San Francisco. My name is Natalie, and I'll be your shunter today. Anything I can help you with? Coal, water, piston grease? Asked the little diesel engine as Thomas arrived at the docks. Actually, yes, there is. I I'm looking for an orange tank engine from Africa called Nia. The small diesel engine thought long and hard. Then her eyes lit up. Ah, yes, I remember that one. Super helpful. She said she was going to China. Thomas was shocked. China? How am I ever going to find her now? Thomas thanked the little diesel engine and raced away to find the next ship to take him to China. When Thomas arrived in China, he looked high and low to find Nia, but couldn't see her anywhere. Feeling sad, Thomas slowly pulled into a station, where to his great surprise, he saw someone he recognised. Hello, aren't you Thomas from the island of Sodor? I think I met you at the Great Railway Show. It was Young Bao. What are you doing here in China, Thomas? I'm looking for my friend Nia. She's from Africa. I met a steam engine from Africa this morning, said a diesel engine next to Yong Bao. You did? Yes, she was heading for the Rainbow Mountains. Thomas's face lit up. He thanked Yong Bao and the diesel engine and blew his whistle in triumph. Thomas, now filled with hope, journeyed into the magnificent Rainbow Mountains. Their bright, colourful stripes brought a smile to Thomas's face. But there was still no sign of Nia. And soon, Thomas found himself travelling upwards into the high, snowy mountains. The tracks twisted and turned as Thomas climbed the mountain. Just then, he saw a small trail of steam far ahead in the distance. Could it be? Yes, it was Nia! Thomas called out as loudly as he could. Nia! 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 His voice echoed through the mountains. He peeped his whistle and tried to catch up with Nia. Nia, it's me, Thomas! Thomas. What Thomas didn't know was that with each shout and each whistle, the snow at the top of the mountain was slowly starting to move. Finally, Nia heard Thomas's whistle. She slowed down a little so he could get closer. I'm sorry, Nia. I really am. 
I didn't want to play a trick on you. It wasn't my idea. It was Ace's, pleaded Thomas. And that makes it all right, does it? Questioned Nia. She was clearly still very upset with Thomas and continued to move forward. No, because I went along with it, Nia. Please, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This time, Thomas's voice echoed so loudly that the two engines heard a sudden rumbling high above them, followed by a loud cracking sound. Thomas looked up and could see a huge clump of snow sliding down the mountainside, straight towards Nia. Nia, look out! It's an avalanche! Nia tried to get away, but her wheels just spun on the icy tracks. The avalanche came down and swept her off the rails, pushing her down the steep slope to the edge of the mountain. Luckily, Nia was pushed into some rocks, which stopped her going over the edge. Thomas called down to her. Hold on, Nia, I'm coming. But Thomas couldn't get close enough as the track was blocked with snow. His fireman and driver worked quickly to get some chains down to Nia's crew. They connected one end securely to Nia and the other to Thomas's coupling hook. I'm going to pull you up now, okay? Called Thomas with determination. Are you sure, Thomas? Maybe you should wait for help. Don't worry, Nia, I'm going to rescue you. I can do this by myself. Thomas started to pull forward on the tracks. The chain tightened and Nia started to move a little. But suddenly, the rock holding her gave way and she slid back down the mountain. Thomas tried to pull with all his might, but his wheels just spun on the icy tracks. Nia started to slip further and further down the mountain. Thomas didn't know what to do. I can't hold you! Help! Thomas cried in desperation as Nia started to slip further from his grasp. Hold on, I'm coming! Suddenly, from out of nowhere, a large red engine crashed through the snow. His big red snowplow clearing a path to Thomas. It was young Bao. I've got you! He bravely pushed up behind Thomas and with all his strength, drove Thomas forward lifting Nia slowly up from the edge of the mountain. They were saved. Thomas and Nia were relieved. Nia smiled at Thomas, and Thomas smiled back, happy in the knowledge they were friends again. Oh, Nia, I should never have tried to rescue you by myself. That was really dangerous. I needed help. Everybody needs help sometimes, Thomas. Even me. But we're all safe now, smiled Nia. Thanks to young Bao. So where are you going now, Thomas? Asked young Bao. Back to Sodor, said Nia, brimming with excitement. Then Thomas will be the first railway engine to go all the way around the world. No, Nia. We both will, said Thomas. If you want to go to Sodor, you have to go west through Asia and Europe. Young Bao explained. So, Europe must be the last continent on your route, Thomas, said Nia. Continent number five. 
And so the two engines travel back to Sodor, through Asia and Europe. This time, they did everything together, just as good friends should. Finally, they arrived at Vickerstown Bridge. Thomas slowed down and came to a stop. Nia looked at him concerned. What's wrong, Thomas? On the other side of that bridge is Sodor. And when I get there, I'll be home again. But I guess that means that you'll have to go home too, Nia. Nia sighed. That's not so easy for me, Thomas. The shed I used to live in isn't even there anymore. It isn't? No, Thomas. I don't really have a home to go back to. Thomas looked sad. Oh, Nia, I'm so sorry, he said. Then his face lit up. But that means you can stay on Sodor. I'm sure Sir Topham Hatt won't mind. He loves having new engines to help out on his railway. Nia smiled. Thomas happily peeped his whistle and pulled forward across the bridge. Come on, Nia! And so the two friends arrived safely back to the island of Sodor. Everyone was there to cheer them home. Thomas and Nia had both become the first engines to travel all the way around the big world on a very big adventure. The end. Listen out for other adventures with Thomas and Friends Storytime. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tell your friends too. Thomas and Friends is a registered trademark of Ghislaine Thomas Limited.